Welcome to Shanghai Chronicles. This is episode 97. Are you sure? I hope everyone had a wonderful weekend and is getting ready for this wonderful work week. Okay. Um, as Halloween approaches us, of course, Instagram is going to be showing all of these wonderful costumes. I unfortunately don't have a costume. I'm so depressed about that. But hey, we'll see. Um, so today's show, we have a lot in store for you guys. Um, so I hope you're ready to get into the shits. Okay, good people. So let's, of course, start with our Damn America topic. So Damn America, the security guard was fired after telling his students to stop calling him a nigger. And he's getting his job back. So, Marion Anderson, he said he feels thankful and blessed to have his job back. Now, my thing is, why would you want to go back to that job where the kids feel that you are a nigger? And second of all, why were you even fired in the first place? So, um, this place, uh, the school is the Madison Metropolitan School District. They rehired him on Monday. He was overjoyed by the news. Uh, this is what he said. He said he was thankful. He was blessed. And he's so happy to be going back and doing what he does. Uh, he missed the kids. He's looking forward to hitting the ground running. He's excited. He's so happy for the kids because they got out and fought for this and they won. He's excited to walk back into the school because this is going to let them know their voices are powerful. So apparently the kids went out did like a little uh protest for him to come back and that must have excited the school to hire the security guard back um apparently he corrected a black student who used a slur while being escorted either the west high school in madison wisconsin uh of course they cited zero discrimination policy and you know of course he told the guy, you know, don't call him that. Um, I honestly commend him for doing that because with everything that's going on now with this word and with celebrities using it, getting canceled and just, you know, things around. I feel like he is setting a good example for the youth by teaching them and showing them that that word is a word that should not be used to... 
it's such a there's such a big topic with that word because that word is like a big topic you know of discussion is big just all over um when it comes to that word I feel like, like I said last episode, is like, you know, something that we a race need to work on as well. And I feel like it was it's a word that was used to bring us down. Now, I'm not going to sit up here and act like I'm all goody two shoes because I do use the word. And I need to also maybe put myself in that um, and put my mind frame that I'm saying to everyone, you know, put my mind in that same perspective. Like, look, I need to work on it. I need to work to not use that word. I need to work on, you know, not addressing my fellow young black brothers that way. You know, certain things. Um, my thing is this is I I'm guessing that he went back to the school because he loves what he does. He loves the kids and he loves just being, I guess, that protector because I'm guessing that he was uh, um security guard so he protects them he makes sure that you know they don't get in any type of trouble so that you know they probably look up to him things like that um now I do I do want to say that I do believe that the school did a little bit too much um I think the school firing him was just like to the next level and I think it's probably because to the guy the the teen's parent probably came and was just like oh you know he did this to my child you know how you know most parents are they're very protective of their children um he did say that uh I guess like he was temporary he was temporary hired it says to by the boys and girls club of Dane County during this whole fiasco fiasco um, he said he'd probably keep his job there too. And he said that, um, the CEO of the Boys and Girls Club is one of the guy's, um, advocates and is happy with the outcome. He said that he said that he feels good for him. He says he's thankful that both the superintendent and the school board president over the weekend took our calls. They followed to a T the recommendation we presented to them and they don't think we could ask for a better situation. However... The zero tolerance policy is still in place and the security guard, he wants to see it gone. He said he'll feel a lot better, but it appears this policy is still intact. He's told Madison 365, the policy needs to be dealt with as well. I'm still fighting that I'm transitioning my fight. He said, I'm no longer, I'm no longer just trying to get my job back. I'm fighting to end a policy that's not effective. Um, So he wants that gone now i feel like they may look at that and also try to like penalize him a little bit more i'm not sure um but i feel like that this was just taken out of proportion i feel like it was just taken a little bit too far and i feel like they were just really making an example out of him so um of course, the school district board of education, she recommended the reversal and said that the district policies are under review. And of course, they, you know, made a statement that is their commitment to tackle anti-racism and, you know, things like that. So um, I don't think that he should have went back to that school. I mean, that's just my opinion. I know the kids were out there and they were, you know, uh, 
supporting him and making sure that he, you know, his voice was heard, protected, all of that. I get it. But I honestly don't think that he should have went back to that school. But everybody needs a place, a business and a place to work. So, okay. Um, so our next Damn America topic. Um, are you guys sure that you don't like this Kanye West album? I only say that because I have listened to the album and it's not because I'm a fan and it's not because I, you know, understand Kanye's thinking and understand Kanye. I appreciate the album. The album was really good. The songs were mastered well. The beats were good. Um, the verbiage and the meaning, the lyrics, all of that was perfect. Um... I think people are looking at snippets of the interviews instead of really looking at the full interviews, looking at everything from a certain like perspective. I think that people's minds are not as open as his, so they're not understanding everything that he states and talks about. Um, the thing with the social media, I can say that he was like flat on with that, like that with the social media thing. Social media is very addictive. Social media does control a lot of things. It does control a lot of relationships. It controls, you know, just everything around you. So with that, he was very right about that. Now, when it comes to the politics, the politics are a very sensitive type of uh, subject because everyone is going to agree to disagree when it comes to that. But I think some of the things that he was saying about the politics were things that um, people can actually, you know, learn from, they can actually maybe research certain things if that's the case. Now, with this album, he says, you know, he's no longer going to, you know, curse, things like that. Um, my favorite song so far would have to be, um, the first, the first song is good. I like the first song. Um, I like God is, and I like Sunday's clothes, the Chick Fil A uh, verbiage. Um, I like that. I don't know why it's catchy. It's a good feel. Um, feels pretty good. So I like that song. Um, what other little song on there do I like? Um, I can't really think of all of them, but I think that if people, you know, listen to the album a little bit more and just open up their minds, they would probably like the album too. But I think people are so over Kanye and, you know, saying that Kanye is canceled and all of this stuff, but I honestly do not believe that he's canceled. Um, I don't believe that... Uh, people are over him. I think when he does stuff, it just keeps him going. It keeps him amped up. It keeps people talking about him more. It keeps him in the limelight. It keeps him number one on Twitter. Like, just, uh, you know, certain things. So, with that being said, I would just recommend people to just listen to the album just maybe 
once or twice. And once they listen to the album, maybe once or twice, then they'll see where he's going with certain things. They'll see his perspective with certain things. And um, I think it's different. It's just like a gospel rap album. And yet again, the beats are good. He's... um, He's really showing his passion and concern about, you know, his new reborn Christian ways. A lot of people can't get down with it. A lot of people's like, you know, okay, yeah, yeah, he's talking good. But then we got all these other things that come to play and we just don't understand what the fuck he's talking about. But um, I like it. Um, I was going to go see the film, but... I was just honestly too lazy, so I didn't really go and see it, but um, I do think that I'm going to go just to see the process of everything because, you know, I know that he's a creator. I know that he's a musical genius. This is what we know about about him. Um, So I definitely like just it's just a little recommendation, people. Just a little recommendation. A lot of people think, you know, it's a cult. Even he, you know, addressed that in the big boy interview. He was like, yeah, I can see how people thought it was a cult. We had an all white or whatever. It was looking crazy. But um, I honestly think that the album is really good. The songs are good. Um, it will really have you going in the morning, feeling good about yourself. And I think it's uh, it's a good recommendation for me, from me to you guys to listen to. Okay, uh, so let's get into our rising stars. Our rising star, of course, we're doing all breast cancer survivors. And with breast cancer today, we have Melissa. Uh, she was first diagnosed with invasive ductal carcoma stage 2A breast cancer back in 2005 at the age of 32. She says she was single, living, working in Manhattan. She ate healthy. She exercised regularly and was really enjoying her life. Um, She always made sure to go to the doctor regularly and went in for an annual exam when the nurse practitioner felt the first lump. She sent her straight to the radiologist. Then after numerous mammograms, sonograms, and several biopsies, her doctor told her she had cancer. After all the procedures... She says she was not surprised at the diagnosis, but the thought that cancer had possibly spread was unthinkable to her. Breast cancer did run in her family as her um, her, uh, parents and her grandparents both had been gone through breast cancer. So knowing all of these things, she knew she had to see a genetic counselor and make a big decision on whether or not she should have a bilateral mastectomy or a double mastectomy. And after testing negative for both... Um, BRCA1 and BRCA2 genes, she decided for a bilateral bilateral mastectomy. Um, She said she couldn't deal with the thought of losing her hair, even facing reality that may not be able to have children. You know, her head was spinning. She came to the terms with the fact that her entire life was completely changed because she had cancer. Her treatment was eight rounds of chemo. And the Thursday before her second treatment, her hair began to fall out. Uh, she said that this was one of the worst days of her life. So she thought at the time she bought wigs. She tried to carry on as normal as possible, but it was a battle. She wouldn't go anywhere without her wig. She was too scared. She said no more running down the street or dropping in at the gym. 
She said, no one could possibly imagine what you go through as a woman having breast cancer. Their hair loss, saline shots, chemo, losing your breast, even early menopause. She said, not to mention any side effects from your treatment. She was like, it was just exhausting. Um, she But she managed to get through it, talking with other survivors, reading their stories, has brought her so much joy and kept her positive, where there isn't a day that goes by that she doesn't think about cancer and if it will come back. She said she's very lucky to have such a supportive family members and friends during the difficult time. And 14 years later, she is cancer-free with a beautiful nine-year-old son, and she's so thankful. Um, So shout out to Melissa. I think that story is beautiful. Um, she's a breast cancer survivor, so we lift her up as our rising star, and we salute you, girl. So let's get into the twerk something segment. So I had my twerk something segment all together, but there's been so much stuff going on <laughs> over the past couple of days, and I'm just like, okay, <laughs> where do I begin? So you know. April and Little Fizz have shown their love, and um, they are a couple. They were kissing on the new previous episode of Love and Hip Hop. They have even made it a fit. You know it's official when people post on social media. It's a shame that people have to make it official by posting on social media. Like, social media has really taken toll on people. So they posted a picture of them in a club or whatever. And the thing that's so funny is like nobody is really checking for them. Like nobody's checking for them. Everybody thinks this situation is sick. Everybody thinks that they both should get their ass whipped. And my thing is this. This happens every day. Like it's just a matter of who you keep on your circle, who's loyal. Bitches do it every day. Niggas do it every day. And then on top of that, I feel like Omarion ain't thought. And I also feel like this is why this is why the group broke up. Because Fizz probably on the low was checking for April. And it probably didn't go anywhere they tried and then they probably got back and then they used that best friend card bullshit like I don't know but what I do know is this Little Fizz has always kept him a storyline for love and hip-hop that would never go okay whether he hired a girl whether it's Moniz whether it's April he has a storyline he keeps himself a check okay and now that these two are together in an item, they're going to keep the checks coming in together because she's with the dumbass shenanigans and he's with the dumbass shenanigans and they're just going to be doing dumbass shit together. So the moral of the story is, I saw a tweet from Joe Button and Joe Button was like, oh, Amarion well, is just too cool for this shit. Like, shout out to him because I would never. And I think it's just that Amarion is on a whole nother level of maturity that he ain't even thought. I think his main focus is focusing on his kids, probably try to co-parent, probably try to, you know, make sure that his kids has everything they possibly need. Now, one thing I can say is... 
the kids are not around a stranger because little fizz is supposed to be or whatever with the kid's godfather, okay? And now that he's no longer the godfather, he's the boyfriend. And the kids are comfortable around him. They already know him. So she had to, she, you know, Marion doesn't have to worry about that. So there's a plus there. But at the end of the day, you know, Marion's mom, she, when they were on previous episodes of Love and Hip Hop, his mother did try to tell him, like, look, she a hoe. She a hoe. You don't need to do nothing with her. She don't need to go no further. She a hoe. But he was in love with her so much that, you know, he, you know, didn't see any of that. But, you know, mothers know best. All mothers be knowing. So, I mean, this little, you know, it, it makes people stick to their stomach. But this is Hollywood. This is what happens. People talk to multiple people. People talk to people's exes. People talk to people that's probably been on their, over their house two, two, three times before, like, that is Hollywood. Everyone is looking for something. And the thing is, I don't know if people are looking for a come up or if people are just looking for some type of clout, but everything occurs. Everything is happening. Everything just comes together full force and comes to light. So with that being said, um, maybe y'all should, you know, Watch who y'all got hanging around y'all. Because loyalty, loyal friends is hard to find. Okay? They really are. Maybe y'all should get y'all some ugly bitches. Get some ugly females. And maybe y'all will know the ugly people out here winning too. So I can't even say get ugly people. But, you know, I don't know. I really don't. I don't know. Uh, So, Monica and Shannon Brown get a divorce. Their divorce is final. And apparently, you know, she's on the show T.I. and Family Hustle, whatever, and the producers and stuff are kind of upset because Monica has went on all these other networks like The Breakfast Club, Wendy Williams. She discussed her divorce, but she doesn't want to discuss it here on the show. So, you know, they said she had a fallout, rumor has it, with LaToya. And her and LaToya have been really good friends. Now, the thing is, Monica is a Scorpio. Most Scorpios are very bossy. They can be very bitchy. So it's just like, okay, you know what? I kind of believe that she, you know, probably. And, you know, rumor has it too, allegedly, that he has a whole new joint, a whole new girl, Shannon Brown. He also had a baby boy, allegedly. So the thing about that is, I don't know how long they've been having issues but I could have thought that Monica and Shannon were doing good were you know happy friends were just you know a relationship goal for people and that is why I tell people and that's why I can't stress enough and now I'm starting to like understand it myself these celebrities cannot be relationship goals for y'all these celebrities cannot be the savior for anything for you guys because at the end of the day they're human. I see people post like, oh, their relationship goes. Oh, this is go. Like, why? Why can't your own relationship be a go if you even have one? But I think people are just, you know, losing that 
and are just like so bottled up in everything with social media and you know Hollywood and they see all of that it's just like okay so but at the end of the day um I hope to see her play out the divorce I hope to see it um, on the show, because I honestly really want to know what went down, what happened. But I think that he was cheating, and I think that this baby is here. Allegedly, they have it. He has a baby boy, so mm, I don't know. But I'm glad that Monica didn't, you know stick around and tolerate bullshit and you know it's just in it because of the kids because most people are just saying that too like most people stay in shit because they feel they don't want to break up and the kids and they're worrying about the kids but also you know you have to also worry about your sanity but you know hey um this nigga right here is funny speaking of sanity so i did see that fabulous was all gushy and in love and Emily B on Instagram and it's quite making me sick to my stomach. And the reason why is because you know, niggas here I go. People will really love you when they see other people love you. So example. Fabulous didn't start being all over Emily until Emily went on vacation, rumor has it, with Cam Newton. So, you know, when she's out there on vacation, she looking good and she with somebody else. That's when he realized like, oh shit, I could potentially lose this girl. But I really love her. So now he's Instagram posting, he writing captions. They so in love. They have been in love for decades, blah, 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 blah. And it's just like, I'm just stuck because I'm just so bored of looking at them. Like, I'm just really over them. I'm just like, okay. I'm just like, okay. This is nice. This is cute. I love it. This is beautiful. Hilarious. But, you know... I hope these are not relationship goals for people because this chick, okay, she done went to get her tooth knocked out, teeth knocked out. She got some fake teeth. She barely smiles on any of her photos for us to see her new fake teeth. He's writing captions. He's so in love. He's this. He's that. You know, it's just really all over the place. Um, But at the end of the day, you know. Yet again, she's probably head over heels because Instagram has validated their love and Instagram has validated how they feel. So, you know, a lot of people are just like, oh, okay, this is nice. Um, Now, one other thing that I want to mention as well is that fabulous, I feel, is never going to probably marry her um I said that last last episode and I don't think it will ever happen and she probably you know doesn't want to get married I don't know but I don't really see their relationship going anywhere now if they do get married then it will be a surprise to me just like it would probably be a surprise to her but I, I just don't see it happening I don't see it 
you know, working, going anywhere. Nothing is, you know, coming of that. But we shall see. Um, You know, I did see a lot of people, you know, posting about... um, You know, these this this little fizz and um April Jones is something. Her little post you know, his little post, good things come to those who wait. Oh, so she's been waiting. She been waiting to get his dick. This is something. Um Woo This is something. Um so Child, 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 child. Um, and I'm kind of glad that Kanye West is putting his foot down about um North wearing makeup because I feel like you know she she probably was just playing in the makeup, but she's too young to be wearing it, and I think you know that's the big fight in the house right now because. You know, Kim, she wants her to be a girly girl. And Kanye is on his Christian values. And he's like, no, I'm not doing that. Um, so you need to, uh, to stop that, okay? Oh, so I don't watch this um, growing up hip-hop New York. But apparently... Irv Gotti's wife recalls him dating Ashanti while they were separated. But I would have never known that. I did not know. Like, I would have sworn that something was... Um, I would have think that something was um, going on. I thought something was really going on with him and Ja Rule. But I didn't really think that something was going on with her and Irv Gotti. Like, I, I don't really know about that um so rumor has it that drake and kylie jenner was flirting at his 33rd birthday party now i don't know how much that is to be true i mean if they were flirting drake is probably just getting back at kanye for anything but i I definitely don't think that he was flirting with her I, i don't see that this is okay. This is what I wanted to really talk about on the twerk something segment because this shit right here really got me. So, also that baby mother, she want more child support. So apparently, his daughter Kari, she, her mother, and she's four years old. She has filed documents on to get more child support. And the thing that I have about that is this. Why now do you feel that you need more child support? You you said that, you know, he's a good father. He takes care of his children, you know, all these things. But now you want more money. And I think you want more money because you done saw her, you done saw him with Cardi B on vacation. They living a good life, they married, you know, they having fun. And I'm guessing you're like, oh, oh, okay. 
why they, you know, I feel like sometimes, I feel like sometimes, you know, these baby mothers are just jealous and they want to, you know, keep up with their lifestyle. And it's just like, if you want to keep up with this lifestyle or I don't know what lifestyle it is that you have, you need to go out and get a job. Because I'm just trying to figure out how much more money does the four-year-old need? He's already on child support. He sees her, his daughter on the weekends or whenever. They always in Atlanta, you know. So what more do you want from him? And then I feel like, too, you know, they see her, see him with Cardi. Cardi has this new baby. He's always with Cardi's baby. But I feel like, like I keep saying, he's with her all the time. But, you know, at the end of the day, at the end of it all, I, you know, these niggas need to maybe stop having sex with these girls. Because at first, you know, he was just like, oh, I don't think that was my baby. You know, he took a DNA test and come to find out it was his. So I'm just really honestly trying to figure out what exactly, what exactly else could she need? Like, what more money? Cause she need like I, I I just don't yeah I don't understand that but you know um it's a lot of them going out here and I think a lot of them now when they go out here and ask for extensions I think they are getting denied by um the judge and I think that's good because. I feel like at the end of the, at the end of it all, they're not there to support your lifestyle. They're here there to support the child. So everything that is with the child, everything that has to do with them, that's what the money should be for. She's four years old. I, I don't see where she should need any more money for anything. But you know, to each his own. But. I'm just really kind of tired of the bitter baby mamas, you know. I'm really kind of tired of it. And then, you know, when things don't go their way, they just go run to the court and try to extend the child support. And it's just like, okay, damn. Um, I also did come across a post, too, where Nicki Minaj was talking about how people don't name her as their favorite rappers. And I guess when people do, people are, like, looking disgusted and in disbelief. Okay. That's when Nikki's insecures come in because it's just like, okay, there's so many other female rappers before you that people name that people want to be like. They want to have that type of legacy. Nicki Minaj was great when she first came out. She was the bomb. Everybody loved her. She was on point. She was great. But, you know, it's about paying the homage. So you have the Queen Latifahs, you have the Little Kims, you have all of these people. So I feel like her posting this video of like this rap uh, thing, like this video, I think on one of these rap shows, Jermaine Dupri got or some shit. The girl was like saying something like, oh, you know, let me see exactly what she posted. It was something crazy. Let me see. Oh, so basically it was saying that Nicki Minaj shouldn't be an example to look up to. 
So, I kind of, I kind of don't agree with that. So let me take that back. Why is Nicki Minaj not not an example that they should look up to? I mean, Nicki has shown uh, sold a lot of records. She has done a lot for hip hop. She can rap. You know, even though she does bite off a little Kim style, but doesn't want to admit that she does. She does have a nice style. Um, she loves her fans. She's dedicated. So, yeah, I just don't understand why that would have been a topic. But I guess she's saying, like, as far as legacy-wise, maybe that's what the reporter was saying. Like, legacy-wise, maybe she's saying, like, oh, you should look up to the Little Kims, the Queen Latifahs, the MC Lights, like, those type of people because they have a legacy. They're, you know, held there. I don't know. Maybe they're looking at how Nikki is married to an ex-con, a rapist. I, I, I don't know. But I, I think that Nicki Minaj is cool in her own right. But I think that people... People are very um, misleading about her success. Like Nicki Minaj has a lot of success. She's done a lot of records. You know, she she she's a star. But uh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Um. Now, one thing I know that Ti has a podcast, and I know I don't really care for him as much, but I know he was on his podcast talking about. Um, relationships and he did say that his nine-year relationship to his wife tiny you know she's very tolerant woman um she tolerates a lot of shit with him this that and the third which i know for sure because tiny is a cancer we have the same birthday so her tolerance level is way different than my tolerance level just because we was born on the same day but different year of course but what I don't like about T.I. is why are you giving advice on marriage and your marriage is horrible? You cheat on your wife. You do shit to your wife. Like, why? Why are you giving marital advice? I think that he should have left that topic alone. I think that he should have just not even discussed it. It shouldn't have been a topic at all. At all. Um, But, of course, he brought it up. Um, I feel like their relationship, I feel like they do bring people into their bedroom, into their situation. And I feel like that really messes up their whole relationship. It messes up anything that they have, you know, going on or whatever the case may be. I do see Tiny as a little weak-minded. She's like head over fucking heels for him. If he fucking comes through the door smiling from ear to ear, she's cheesing from ear to ear. Like... I have to disown her as my birthday twin. Um, matter of fact, I don't even have a real birthday twin because Alexis Scott sucks. Tiny sucks. So it's just like I'm just all alone on the 14th. Um, but I just don't like there's nothing that T.I. can do to make me change the way I feel about him. Not a goddamn thing. I don't care if he buys 25 chick-fil-a's and put all black people in it i don't know i don't care for him he irks my soul it's something about him i don't know what it is but he just puts me in a bad frame of mind okay 
And I would never in a million years, I don't care if if he was the last person on earth, if there was no more marriage counselors and there was not near person there, if all the marriage counselors left and went to space, I would never get any relationship advice from him. Not one piece of advice, okay? Not one piece. Not at all. Nothing would come of it. Nothing. And I mean nothing. Not a goddamn thing. So if you take your relationship advice for him, I'm going to pray for you. Um, So the singer Tank, he was on lip service and he was talking about something of that nature about uh, what was he doing? Something about sucking dick or something like I don't know what the whole thing was about it was something about him sucking like let me see if I can pull it up it's coming hold on y'all so he says something about a man performing oral sex twice doesn't make him gay (laughs) I'm just trying to figure that out. Um, So what happened was the girl named L'Oreal, she shared her experience dealing with an old flame. She was like, he was a terrible liar, whatever. So Tank chimed in and he was like, oh, he's not a liar. He just lied twice. So Angela Yee was like, wouldn't that be enough to make you a liar? So this is the example that Tank used. So he used, so let's say a guy sucked a dick one time, Yee encountered to which Tank ex- examined. And he said, he was like, Jesus Christ. No, no, no. Let me take that back. Angela Yee brings this to Tank. And so she's like, let's say a guy sucked a dick one time. Let's say twice. Let's say he sucked a dick twice. She's asking, would that make the guy gay? So... He responds and he's like, that doesn't necessarily make a man gay. He was like, to give him the benefit of the doubt, he did say twice is excessive, but he offered an explanation to his response. So he's saying, he sucked a dick once, right? Then he's like, I'm not sure if I liked it or not. Let me try it again. And then he says, you know what? It's not for me. Don't don't like the taste. He was like, you know, you see what I'm saying? He was like, it doesn't mean he's gay. It means he sucked dick twice. The art of being gay is being gay. It's a continuous state of being. So, okay. (laughs) Okay, so. Who the fuck, first of all, is just going to go around? (laughs) Any straight man and just be sucking niggas dicks. That's first of all. And then... Why would he go back and suck the dick again, but doesn't make him gay? That makes him gay. Because clearly he liked something about the dick that he was sucking because he went back again and sucked it again. So either he didn't like the way he performed the first time and then he wanted to do better. 
Because that's just saying like, okay, this girl had sex with this guy and she was like, oh, you know what? I didn't like the way we fucked the first time. So I think I'm going to have to fuck him again. Like, okay, that would make sense. Because she's like, okay, girl, you know what? I'm going to give him a second chance because he didn't really do it that good the first time. But I think he got it in him. So he was like, you know what? I didn't suck that dick good enough, so let me go back and suck that dick again. Like, what? How can you even compare that? And then on top of that, how did you even use that as a married man, as a way to talk about somebody being a liar? That doesn't even make any sense. That's just crazy. If I go to all my gay friends and I ask them that, they'll be like, huh? Where he sucking dick? Where he at? Where, Where he at? Like, Dude, that puts you on the suspect line. Like, are you sure that you're not gay? Are you sure that you didn't suck somebody's dick and then you went back? Because, like, are you positive about that? Because that doesn't even really sound right. So that just really took me off guard. Because when I heard it and I heard the audio, I was like, okay. And then, you know, he tried to explain himself. And I was just like, talking about he's trying to promote his album. That ain't promoting no album. Um, that's promoting something that you probably done done secretly. Okay. Um, I never known a straight man to say no shit like that, and um, I never know <laughs> for niggas to just be going around sucking dick, um, unless they, you know, are gay and that's you know what they like. Um, but to heat his own, to heat his own, um. That's just, you know, it just really caught me off guard. I was really shocked by it. I didn't know what to say. It just was just like, oh, okay. Hmm. Alrighty then. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, it just really caught me off guard. So that's why I was just like, okay. Um, so I'm reading something. I don't even know what this says. Hmm. I don't know what that's about. But um, I'm sorry, y'all. I was reading something that was just crazy. Um, so that tank thing just took me way over here. I'm so sorry. Like it just really just like woo. I'm just like mm 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 mm. Okay. Mm mm mm. So. <laughs> I might have to end the twerk something seven days because that just, woo, took a sister down. Um, So what you won't do is bring roaches into the workplace, people. Please leave your roaches at home, okay? They travel and now you got them in your pocketbooks bringing them to work. Leave the roaches where you're at. We don't want no roaches in the workplace. I don't want to bring no roaches home, okay? So leave them where they at. Don't bring them, Okay? And what you won't do is charge me $35 after I have a C-section to do skin to skin with my baby. Now, that's just crazy. I got to be charged $35 
to see my baby and hold my baby to my skin. If that's the case, listen, just tell me whether the baby got all his eyes, toes, fingers, everything, because that money I can be using for something else. I don't need it added to the bill. The C-section probably is already crazy price. I don't need it. So that's what you won't do. I can't take it. I won't allow it. Just let me see my baby. Okay, baby got everything. Okay, baby looking good. Cool. Forget the skin to skin. I'll, I'll be with the baby all night. And we can have skin to skin then. Take that $35 off because $35 is a lot. $35 can help me with formula, pampers, and go a long way. So I don't want it, okay? Don't need it. So what you won't do is bring roaches to the workplace. Please leave the dirty ass. Please leave it. Please leave your dirt. You and your little friends. Leave it at home. Don't bring that shit up into the workplace. And then what you won't do is charge me $35. After a C-section to do skin skin with my baby, my baby, that I've been holding for nine months, okay? Gotta cut me open, pull it out, I done went through it. That's a little drastic. Just too much, okay? Just too much. Just too much. So, this is episode 97. Are you sure? Are you sure that you're going to just suck some man's dick for the first time and then go back and suck this dick again. Are you sure about that, people? Are you sure? Um, make sure you catch us on all platforms, Spotify, Google Play, um, Apple Music, iHeart, um, all of that. We're almost to 100 episodes, people, so I'm very excited. The 100th episode is going to be very special, so make sure you guys are there and tuning in for that. Um, yet again, have a wonderful work week, good people. Um, remember that we are on Instagram, so Shanghai87 and Shanghai underscore Chronicles. And yet again, I hope everyone has a wonderful work week. And I'm out.